Hi, and welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Sarah Whitus. I'm Amanda Teuscher. So exciting uh, news of the world since we last spoke. The Nationals won. Which technically... Yep, I don't know if you heard this. Did the <laughs> the parade would have gone like basically through your apartment, right? The, there were a lot of people on Saturday, yeah, walking around wearing hats and saying things like "Go Nats." Yeah, um, people were saying things so, like that. Okay. Yeah, they're just I couldn't figure out why. No, I <laughs> there was no parade that went near me. I think it was mostly downtown, but like there were a lot of people like walking there and. Um, Yes, I did, I did Marching not Marching there. Uh, that makes because sense. Because I don't need to go downtown on a weekend. Yeah, and I it's like... I go down there every other day. Yeah, so. and it's like, what are you going to see, really? Like, I mean, you know, they're going to be like some dudes on a bus. I don't, you know, it's like everyone's, I don't know, everyone's like very crowded. But that was the TV event. I mean, I would have gone to the Cavs 2016 yeah. championship thing in which two million people... Went. Descended in Cleveland (laughs) for this parade. (laughs) Right. I don't know. I didn't see any numbers on this parade, but I feel like it was nothing like that. (laughs) I mean, I I think that was probably the biggest, like, I don't know, don't quote me on this, but probably the biggest, like, sports championship parade thing. I don't know. My dad was saying for for the capital, for the city of that size. Yeah. Like, 400,000 people live in Cleveland proper. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Two million people were there. Yeah, that's in, that's intense. My dad did say the Caps parade was like bigger and like more intense, I think, than the Nationals. Well, it was parade. on a weekday. Yeah, I don't think they should have done. It. I guess they did it on a Saturday so that like kids could go or something. Yeah, that was like basically the TV event uh, for me for like a solid week and a half yeah. there, <laughs> which which was exciting until they like went to the White House. I don't that then it got. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. Just think, focus on the players who yeah. didn't go. Took a dark turn. Yeah, yeah um, that Suzuki thing was a little gross. Yeah. What else is going on with you? Um, been kind of a depressing. Well, I moved last weekend. I've been super busy, and um, in depressing news, I skipped Halloween for like the first time ever. It's um, very unlike you. It's really depressing, but. First of all, I wasn't invited to any parties, so it's like kind of like couldn't help it for yeah. one thing. Yeah. But I didn't get a costume because, well, I had no parties to prepare for, and then I was busy packing and moving, so it wasn't like that seemed frivolous. Sure. No trick or treaters because now I don't live anywhere where I get trick or treaters. That's the worst I didn't even thing have about any living scary in an apartment building. Nights. It's what? like that's the worst thing yeah. about living in an apartment building. I hate yeah. it. I hate that aspect of it. Yeah, kind of a bummer. Yeah, Sad. I know. Um, I had one fun size Snickers. And that's kind <laughs> of like it. Um, oh, a little girl, on, like in the middle of the day on Halloween, I was like walking to get lunch um, downtown, and this mother and her daughter were walking by, and like the little girl, she's probably like five, and she's wearing, she's dressed like a butterfly, and she like looked at me and smiled, and I just smiled at her and said, "Happy Halloween," and then she just walked toward me and grabbed my hand. Weird. <laughs> it was so Children of the Corn and creepy. Yeah, I like literally jumped away and then like looked up at her mom, being like, "I'm not trying to kidnap your kid." Yeah, <laughs> like, please. The mom was just laughing, and I'm like, "I'm gonna go get, I'm, I'm gonna go get my rice ball." Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird and creepy. It was so strange. I was like, "Don't talk to children anymore, Amanda." Oh man, that's bizarre. Um, yeah. I did dress up. I had one party to go to yeah we did kind of a, a mid yeah <laughs> we had one uh 
one bar to go to where we didn't really know anyone, but um, actually Tom knew some people, but it was, uh, yeah, we, we did Midsummer, which um, was... You and a million other people. I know. It wound up being a real, which was actually pretty funny. It was funny to see different interpretations of it, I think. Uh, I, yeah. And, and uh, Tom got to repurpose his bear costume to wear to his office. Oh, which that's funny. Which did like a little thing where people brought in their kids and stuff so that was cute um you know but so we didn't really get to do a, a spooky um this happened to us episode. last year too people are gonna think we don't care i know we didn't really get to do a spooky episode either but yeah i watched a little bit of spooky stuff this week yeah and it sounds like you kind of got and I watch murders yeah it's not, i mean you did your you did your but that's thing. normal that's right. not seasonal <laughs> <laughs> right, that's just Amanda year round is yeah. <laughs> is murder mystery. But you have a a new one this week, right? I did. I watched um, a show called Murdoch Mysteries, which I'm sure any of you listening who um, have parents, their parents probably <laughs> love the show. It's, which I, I like that it sounds it like because it's murder. Well, I, like, I like that it sounds like murder mysteries too. Yeah. Well, I even wrote. <laughs> When I first typed it in our doc, I wrote Murdoch Murders, <laughs> like left it there all day and then went back to it. I was like, that That's looks weird. Not what it's called. <laughs> I like, stared at it for like five seconds. I'm like, that looks like a lot of murder. But would anyone be able to tell, it. would anyone notice if next season they just like changed, changed it, it to Murdoch Murders? Murders. Everyone's like, this is what it was called all along, right? It yeah. sounds fine. It's like when you, it's actually reading it, it looks weirder. <laughs> Murdoch Murders. But it, it's anyway, a it's so... It's so Canadian. It's so Canadian. I think they must do all of their TV shows, like, in this one, like, park. Like, you know how Shit's Creek, it's never winter? And you're like, I right. know this is in Canada. Which is so weird, yeah. <laughs> it's always, like, it's just, like, this. there's green fields. I'm yeah. like, this, this looks like it's a a set from, like, Colonial Williamsburg or, like, Disney or something because it's just the lawns are perfect and green I'm like I don't think Toronto in 1890 or whatever it is looked quite like this um, <laughs> it like I feel like it was a little bit more Dickensian yeah what do I know about Canada so um, this anyway. is murders uh sorry it's not murders or maybe it is some murders but it's mysteries they're Canadian well they're they're murders okay. they're all murders they he's a detective murders. so he's always investigating a dead body the fun thing about it, it's like super like, you know, has kind of this sort of twee energy, but um, it's kind of progressive. Like the doctor, the coroner, who um, there's kind of a will they, won't they sort of thing. I'm only in like the, the I've only watched like the first episodes from the first two seasons, um, but it's a woman. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And there's a really good episode where like, what the murders center around this woman who was trying to get an illegal abortion and he's like talking to these doctors that are you know not wanting to admit that they counsel women and how to get abortions and um he's like the detective is super catholic and then the the woman admits the the detective she's like i got an abortion once and it was i almost died and it was really bad and blah 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 and they basically break up over this um hmm. and she and at one point he's even like do you regret this and like the show ends with her being like no i'm like oh right on like, huh that's pretty yeah. cool so that's neat um anyway there's not much else to say about it it's super canadian i don't know why i say that 
and like Canadian listeners might be offended. I mean that in a nice way. Yeah, it is just it doesn't like, seem American. Is it? It's like it's like the fact that it's. I mean, they have, I assume, distinctly Canadian accents. But like sometimes they do say sorry. Yeah. Well, we'd all be hotly anticipating that. And then is yeah. it like anything else about their, you know, like I don't. Know. I guess just like. It just seems very polite, the mm-hmm. whole show. The yeah. packaging of the show just seems really polite. Yeah. Um, like, politeness as an aesthetic, mm-hmm. I guess. Polite murder mystery. Like, even when they get... They, it gets pretty gory, too. Like, with some of the autopsies, you're, you're kind of like, ugh. Like, they show, like, the full Y incision, and you're like, uh, they don't even do this on American shows. But even that just seems kind of like, oh, we're doing something gross right now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, even like British shows are kind of, even though the Brits have like a kind of, I think, you know, sort of stereotype for being like very like buttoned up and like, you know, but I feel like yeah. the shows usually have like a, I don't know, it's the shows that I've, are a little bit, you know, actually like raunchier and wilder and stuff and like, yeah, yeah. so maybe I can see what you're saying about, about the Canadian. Like it's kind of like how Shit's Creek even like. Sometimes they have jokes that are like a little bit blue, or they right, but it's like a very that sweet. are kind of risque. It still doesn't seem that way. It's still a show you would. It has the same approach to like sex and stuff that like sitcom CBS sitcoms in the '90s did, where you'd watch it with your family and you knew that they were alluding to it, but like no one had nothing was gross or made anyone uncomfortable. It's just kind of like sex, right. gross. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, hmm. Murdoch mysteries. Yeah. Um, so what did what did what did you watch? Um, I discussed briefly at the end of uh, our last episode watching "Living with Yourself," which is the well, Paul yeah. Rudd show. Um, yeah, I thought about watching that too, and I just couldn't bring myself to it. So you watched some of it? Yeah, you made the right choice. Um, <laughs> I watched like three episodes, and it has an intriguing. Yeah, premise, which is that Paul Rudd's character yeah. kind of hates his life, so he clones himself. He gets a um, a, a tip from a coworker about this business that will clone you. It seems you. kind of like Eternal Sunshine. It's a little yes, the business, especially itself, is a little Eternal Sunshiny. Yeah, uh, where it's like uh, some shady shady shits going down here. Um, yeah, like not FDA approved. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, but I, you know, it just didn't really go anywhere for me. I mean, maybe it did eventually, but I gave it three episodes and I. Life's too short and there are too many TV shows. I mean, there was an episode, there was like a guest star for a guest appearance from, from Tom Brady in the first episode. That was not going to get me to watch. That was a strike against it right there. And then, and then. Reporting to you live from Boston. Sarah (laughs) White has just said that. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking Tom Brady. Who needs it? Um, and then, you know, part of the appeal was supposed to be, uh, Ashling B and yeah, she's totally wasted, at least in the episodes that I saw. She's just kind of a, um, a Herodin wife, you know? Is she just like, she's like the, 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 the pretty wife. Like she's not actually a funny character in her own right. Not in the episodes that I watched. Yeah. She's just, I'm like, what, what is she even doing here? If she's maybe and again, you know, I think there were probably eight or ten or something and I you know, but 
Um, it just seemed inexcusable to to be wasting her in such a fashion. So, like, what's the chemistry like between her and Paul Rudd? Because Honestly, I they don't Paul have Rudd, that many like, scenes together. Um, actually, see, in the that's first such a shame. You put two really likable people together. You should. I know. I mean, try maybe to milk that. the first couple of episodes are kind of you know they're very much setting the setting up the premise. So and then and then once the premise is sort of set up. Um, it it really at first spends time exploring how this is impacting his dynamic with other people. Yeah, at I mean, work. I guess it's a show about him. Yeah, and it's like, and at first, it's at least at least it's right. It's it's exploring this this dynamic that he's having at work in the first couple, and then it it doesn't. So maybe again, eventually, maybe it gets more into how this is affecting his. Um, his marriage and and his personal life, and they get a lot more time together, but. I just didn't, yeah, like you said, life is too short. I didn't care. Yeah, and I think the whole thing about the show is definitely, like, we just happen to really like Ashling B. I think they're expecting a lot of people that watch this to not have any idea who she is. And that's kind of, like, and she's probably expecting that, too. She's just trying to break into more television, maybe. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it's definitely Paul Rudd playing against himself yes is the selling point from the trailer i watched totally it's a it's a showcase for paul rudd anything else um you know is is just sort of decorative uh but yeah and i love paul rudd but yeah i don't know it was yeah that's my verdict on that yeah i'm not gonna hardly recommend it but i thought it sounded promising but i don't know and i i think that um I, uh, you know, I mean, maybe it would have gotten better, but who knows? I also just think I'm broken (laughs) when it comes to shows with male leads, Mm -hmm. because I love Paul Rudd. Mm -hmm. I think Paul Rudd is so great. And that premise seems really intriguing and interesting. And I enjoyed watching even the trailer for it. And then I also like Ashling B. And like, I should have wanted to watch that show, but I just never brought myself to click on it and I think I'm just like broken yeah. I've watched Who, too many shows about white dudes and right like, yeah just, what do I need a, a white male protagonist and that's a good one moment. and I'm kind of resentful of all the hours I've probably spent watching shows about white dudes or reading books about them that now I can't give props to the ones that might be I agree suited. I'm actually trying to think of a show I'm wa- I mean succession but like you know, but like, <laughs> that's, more zeit, that's more zeitgeist, like, yeah, and it's you know, good, you, it's got, and yeah. plus it has a, uh, a few, well, really, it has, I mean, it has some great, uh, female characters, but in particular, nice one, uh, one really great female lead, um, yeah. who, who is awesome, but yeah, I agree, I'm like, this is a story about one man's, you know, kind of breakdown and recovery from it, perhaps, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which that's such a shame. But I mean, not really a shame. It's like, not yeah. shames in the world. But like, I know. And I'm trying to know. think of it. I mean, we'll talk about BoJack, but um, you know, I'm yeah, trying to think of another show that I'm watching right now that's a, about a you know primarily just. We don't about really a talk dude. about them on this podcast. Not we, that much. No, we're going to talk about some other shows. Uh, another show I was watching. I'll talk about another show I was watching this week too. But also found the portions of that that were dealing with a bunch of white dudes like eh, turn me mm. off too so what was that uh well that was the new season of castle rock 
Um, oh. Which Ugh. I started to get into. I mean, you know, we both watched Castle Rock uh, when it was on Hulu last year. Yeah, I don't know if year. I liked it quite as much as you. I felt like it dragged and wasn't scary enough. It did. I mean, it was it slow. It could have been tighter. And, yeah, um, I agree. could have been tighter. It, so it, it meandered it, it a little bit. That prevented me from getting into the second, the new season. Yeah, I mean, I liked the first season enough. I found it... I found it overall pretty intriguing. Um, I didn't think that it really came together at the end in the finale of the first season, mm-hmm. but um, I was overall intrigued enough by it to check out the new season, especially because I think the last, maybe the last season was airing kind of Halloween-ish too. Maybe it was in the fall. Um, but this is a show that is Castle Rock's based. It's a show that's kind of taking different threads of Stephen King's stories and spinning them into a a yarn. Um, and he's a producer, right? Not a writer. He's not a writer. Nope. And he's not creator of the show or anything like that. But I think it's you like, know, it's just like a fan sort of thing. Almost. It kind of is. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. it's it's like sort of I think built really for um, Stephen King fans. But I mean, and I'm not a mega King fan or anything. I I have a lot of reference points for King, and I have. Uh, You're not a King queen. I'm not a King queen. <laughs> I've barely read any King. I've seen a bunch of movies, but I barely read anything. Um, I'm not a huge King fan. I feel like he has a problem with ending things. Like mm-hmm. he comes up with great premises, but you you hope for the sort of payoff that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I did like the movie ending of The Shining much more than the book ending. Uh, How does the book end? The book ends with a boiler explosion. Um, and, oh. and you know. How did I not know that? The maze thing is like. Pure Kubrick. Holy Kubrick. And of course, King hated the Kubrick movie. Um, did he? Yeah. I didn't know any of this. Absolutely. So that's why they made another another Shining miniseries um, many years later that King was a, a producer on. And it's pretty widely derided i believe um interesting and it's like how can you not like the kubrick version that may scene is so good i mean the ending is just iconic yeah so then then there's the new movie coming out dr strange which is um dr sleep dr sleep right dr sleep which i know how much of a comic book movie fan you are so i understand why you said (laughs) why is it dr Dr. strange Strange? yeah um (laughs) dr sleep which is actually directed she hates it's directed by the guy who did hill house haunting of hill house um, oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, also, that dude has a problem with endings. So, um, you know, we'll see how. I didn't mind the ending to Hill House mm-hmm. that much. I felt it was just too long and like a little bit too. I don't know. Both, like, like too saccharine almost. Right. I thought it was like, I th- I don't know. I thought I remembered you not liking it at all. <laughs> Do I not remember? I, remember I them, think like, you ending did up not in... like it. I, yeah, it was like, because it's pretty bad. It's Maybe I did bad. hate it. Yeah. Ignore me. I don't remember my own opinions. <laughs> I, um, and I had thought they were coming out with another one of those, but I don't know. I know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, but this is, uh, this is, so the, this season of Castle Rock is primarily supposed to be the, like, backstory of Annie Wilkes, who's the central character of Misery, um, and the kind of... I.e. Kathy Bates. I mean, and it's, and so, and so Lizzie Kaplan is playing Annie Wilkes. Um, That's so interesting. I'm actually, one of my hotter takes... I'm not a huge Lizzie Kaplan fan. I know people really love her. Have have a totally have a, a soft spot for um, 
you know, party, uh, down. party down. Love party down. But I don't think she's like some incredible actress. I don't know, but she's definitely. M- I do think that like we generally get really excited about like acerbic brunettes that are super pretty, mm-hmm. and like they people, especially guys, like might think that they're funnier or better. I, I, this oh boy. No, I'm but I think like, but I do think but I'm like, like is Lizzie like Kaplan good or is she just pretty? Edgy. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like people think that they're edgier than they are. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I because mean, they're brunette. Yeah, she's brunette. She's like, you know, always I'm saying takes... this as a brunette woman. Well, and she same, and, and and people think we're more edgy than we are. We're not, Sarah. We are. <laughs> okay, fine. We are. Um, but uh, I mean, I won't disagree. I think that she tends to also take more like acerbic roles, you know, and like she's got kind of an edge in a lot of her roles, and that kind of maybe. I don't know has is a part of that, but this portrayal of, of Annie Wilkes is is clearly very much based on the the Kathy Bates um, on the movie version. Yeah, absolutely. Like at least her portrayal is like very is very heavily influenced in the mannerisms and and sort of the way she speaks. It's I mean of course I'm saying I'm calling it a backstory, which is sort of what they're calling it because she's younger than the character is in the movie, but the the show is also set in present day. So like in the movie, you know, she's like in her sixties, she lives in Colorado. She's like obsessed. The misery is a, is a reference to the, the care, the book series, um, of, uh, the guy that she, the author that she, that she holds. Right. Captain. His character's name is misery. Right. right. Exactly. Um, and so anyway, that has nothing that doesn't play into this at all. But mm-hmm. in this, she has a, a young daughter who's played by Elsie Fisher from eighth grade, who is phenomenal. Aww. I'm like Elsie Fisher. I'm like watching this. I'm like, Elsie Fisher is a better actress than Lizzie Kaplan. <laughs> Love Elsie Fisher. Um, and she's also been sort of kept captive by her mother for her whole life so far she's like 16 years old and she they get they get um stranded in castle rock and uh they have their car they had a car crash and kind of get stranded there for you know what's supposed to be a a few days and turns into longer than that but she kind of starts realizing what else is is sort of out there while she's been yeah basically kind of held captive by her mom her whole life so far um so there's that aspect of the of the series and then there's also they kind of um they inter you know the story interweaves with this crime family the Merrills and um if you've seen Stand by Me uh or read Stand by Me I guess but I haven't um I've just seen it Yeah so the so character we... played by Keith Keith Sutherland who's like the bully um, yeah. His character is Ace Merrill, and uh, and that character plays heavily into this season as well. Um, and then there's just a whole bunch of other things. Jerusalem's Lot, which is a recurring. Uh, um, Did you have to look up any of this? Because like I don't know. Oh I yeah, Jerusalem's I, Lot. Even the first totally season, I pick up on anything. No, no, no. I mean, I knew the backstory. I've seen Misery. I knew the backstory on. On all of that with the Merrill family, I was like, uh, no, I don't know who any of these people are. Um, same thing with Jerusalem's Lot, which is like, he's the Stephen King story is Salem's Lot, um, and and that's like a frequent uh, setting in, in King books, and so that kind of plays into this. And in this, 
there's a whole thing with this crime family and Somali immigrants uh, and opioid addiction and there's just a lot going on and I don't know how I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm that into it either um I've seen three episodes and there's been maybe five um so I'm a little bit behind I'm like debating keeping going with that one too I just feel like this the first season had this really pretty clear like through line to it even though there was a lot of weird stuff going on but it was about the like you know the the rot of Salem's of a of of Castle Rock, you know, like it was about like, what is wrong with this cursed town that has been, you know, just plaguing its residents for generations. And, you know, the weird stuff that bubbles out of that. And this is like, I'm like, there's what what's going on here? And it also is, I don't know, it's just not to me. Yeah, while I agree, the first season was kind of slow and not maybe all that outwardly scary i felt like it had a spookiness and a kind of sense of foreboding that i really dug and i don't know if i'm getting that from this yeah season i mean it's fun to have something creepy to watch you know in the fall um yeah yeah and i think that was my main impetus for um there hasn't been a lot of creepy things being there hasn't been you know pushed out i know we had really we really had haunting of hill house last last october which was really fun Um, so this was kind of like, I was hoping this would be that. It's not really. I don't know no. if I'm going to keep going with it. Um, so we'll see. I might watch like one or two more. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'll check back in on this. And... Yeah. Um, a show I'm not so sure I'm going to keep watching is, I think I mentioned last time we talked that my upcoming watching would be. Um, the hookup plan, right? That yeah, French the French Netflix show. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plan cur. Um, so I watched like the first three episodes. I think like three, same as you, with Castle Rock, and it's good and it's similar in its vibe and like it's the exact same cast as the first season. But like, I was having trouble getting into it because I don't know if it's because it's they're being like super French farce about the whole thing, like. Or if it's, you know, just maybe it's just the the Frenchness of it. Like, it's not my, you know, it's not my first language or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. But it just seems, something seems, like, weirdly off. And I think it's, like, so the main, the, the premise of the first season, it was a very, um, uh, oh, I feel like there's probably some sort of name for this kind of romantic comedy premise. But the the move, or the, the show is about this girl, she goes through a rough breakup and her two best friends, um, or one of them, decides to hire a gigolo for her. But, like, they have him pretend that it's, like, a meet-cute. So he, like, stumbles upon her. They have, like, this cute meeting, like, in Paris. And then he asks her out on a date. And they go on a couple dates. And she thinks that he really likes her. But she doesn't know that he's being paid by her friends. Mm. And because they're kind of like, we need to do to get, forget about Max. So we're doing this. But she starts to actually really like him. And then, of course, he falls for her because he's actually just an aspiring musician who doesn't want to be doing this anymore. <laughs> you know, and the season ends with her basically being like, fuck you to her friends. And then like leaving him and finding a new apartment and basically like, growing up a little, saying she's going to travel. And then 
him knocking on her door, and that's where the season ends. Mm-hmm. And so the, the second season picks up with them, like, she's been in Paris for a long time, but hasn't told any of her friends that she's been back from her trip to South America. Um, it's not clear if she even ever went. I think you get the idea that she didn't go. Hmm. Like, once he knocked on her door, then she just stayed Stead. in her apartment and then, like, stayed with him, yeah. which is kind of disappointing. And then she... So she ends up meeting up with her friends, and then they both go through this whole, like, crazy plan to get her to get back with her ex-boyfriend, because they don't think that this, like, the the sex worker who she's currently with is, like, good enough for her, even though they're... So basically, they're just the really bad friends they were in the first season. Yeah, that's not really And then she really just evolved. is lying to, like, her boyfriend about, like, what who she's meeting with, and it, all, all of it just seems so easily, like, avoided, which is... I get a thing about rom-coms is very often it's kind of like, just pick up the phone and explain yourself and then we wouldn't have this movie. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, I, like ha- you know, that is this very is a much problem a thing that in rom-coms. Could be you just have avoided. to accept that. Yeah. Yeah, just like tell them how you feel and then there's no movie. But um, this is just, seem- it's not even just that it's like easily avoided. It's just like the motivations, like you don't understand why people are doing this. It's like they know that they're in a rom-com and they have to like come up with the reason to be in a rom-com. Like their yeah. decisions... So I'm not sure I'll finish it. I like honestly, the last time I watched an episode was probably like two weeks ago. So I have a feeling if I haven't picked it back up by now. Yeah, two weeks is. We've got a lot of men. I was gonna say this, uh, we're not batting. Just a bunch of three episodes. I know losers. we're not batting well this week. I feel like usually we're pretty into what we're watching, and like, I know we like have good taste in I like know. what we're picking. Really but... not. Nothing's nothing's. Maybe our standards are too high. But you know what? <laughs> Speaking of winners, can we talk about the Great British Bake Off? Yeah, I was hoping you would want to talk about Great British Bake Off because I really had Obviously some I watched thoughts. that. Of course. The day after. I thought it was home. I really enjoyed this season um having to yes. watch it episode by like week by week. Me too, because normally I'll just binge that in an entire weekend. Yeah, exactly. This it was, was fun. fun. To, it was fun to like just need to wait a week and <laughs> and kind of yeah. look forward to it all week, and then be and like, then have people what? be like, "Don't tell me what you know." Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was. I I really enjoyed that. I hope Netflix uh, continues to to release it that way. I mean, but here's my question: Was this season good? I don't know. Wait. Wait, what, do you, what would make it not good? I don't know. It was like a little bit... It seemed kind of low stakes to me. I never really got the stakes that high. I feel like Steph Maybe won... it's because... Do you think it's because of how you watched it, though? I don't know. I mean, I was kind of like... Okay, I, I, was, I was a little getting... I think for a while it felt like the the conclusion was foregone, and then I'm glad that it didn't wind up being that way because Steph know, was winning so bad, many challenges. I thought Steph was great. She was, and then I'm like, is she like maybe just that much better than everyone else? You know, that's how I felt with that one season where Sophie won. Yeah, because she was such a shoe in from the beginning. Like she was so much better than everybody. And I mean, Steph didn't win, but she, you know, she probably should have. <laughs> yeah, she was really good. Yeah, I mean, she didn't win. I, do, I was surprised. I like David but I was surprised. 
I was too, and and he, you know, I think what they were kind of saying with him was, well, he he was really doing the um, tortoise and the hare approach here, you know, and like slow and he steady. He also was like an alternate. Yeah. Oh, really? Was he? Yeah. So he wasn't someone even had like to be had on? to drop out. Oh, interesting. I didn't. So know that. to you, you made the point like that. You felt like the cast, the cast, the contestants were like skewed younger. Like there weren't any like older people really. Which I didn't realize, but when you now that you like said that, I'm like that's super true. Well, I'm also um, wondering if that had I something if he to took, do. Like, the place of an older person. Well, I'm also wondering. You know, this is the second season that the show's been on Channel Four instead of the BBC, and uh, which probably has a slightly older. Um, audience. I don't think that would profile. affect the contestants. Though. I don't know. I mean, it's a totally different. Yeah, it's it's a different like network. You know, it's kind of like taking something from PBS and putting it on, you know, NBC. Like, you know, it's yeah. They must get so many contestants. I don't know. It's true. Although I I felt like I felt like especially you know just how young and attractive sort of everyone almost everyone was you know i it it seemed a little bit planned like network note kind of to me interesting almost of course i don't know i don't know you know maybe no but that's i i could see i did yeah i could see that that vibe is a little different it's less like wholesome and like super british and more like let's i mean it was also the the idea behind bringing nolan sandy on you know. Yeah, remember the commercial we right, were right. The excited weird, about? Weird, yes, ago? yeah, the weird psychedelic. Uh, yeah, that's not like the same kind as like the the, sh- the first season with like you know Paul and Mary. Absolutely, and- they're going for. I think they are going for a a, a more, you know, a, I think they are going for a younger audience here. You know, I I'd be interested to see if like the next if the next season. You know, same thing, mostly very yeah. young, young folk, you know, especially, right, you were saying a lot of uh, several, like, gay men, um, very, again, very attractive. Everyone, a lot there of very like attractive There was, like, a really people. funny moment where the four <laughs> remaining men were all, I... So I don't think, Hen- I don't so I don't think sure. Henry is actually gay. No. I don't think so. I read because at first, oh, maybe he is. Okay, at first there was a weird rumor that he called he everyone and, darling, and at one point is like sleeping, like has his head on David's shoulder. It's true. There was also a weird rumor at first that Henry and Ste- uh, and Alice were dating. Also, I saw that. Yeah. That's which I th- wild. Which she's I, like, wait, she's like, she's got to be too old for him, right? Yeah. I don't know. Barely, they're like all hanging out. It's very cute. They, it seems like I this cast that, got very close. I love the ending when they show everybody. Absolutely. I mean, and I mean, I loved, loved the final challenge for this. Uh, that was a good challenge. For this season where they had to make a picnic that of foods that looked like all picnic foods, but were desserts. Um, yeah. Brilliant. And David's entry for that was amazing. His basket was so good. Yeah. I think I think I really just I think while the season was going on, I felt very much as if it was yeah, a foregone conclusion that Steph was going to win. It was kind of boring to me that she was winning so much. Um but and then David always coming in second on all of these That challenges. was really funny. And of course this season did have I one loved of... him because he never really like he mentioned it to the cameras, but he was such a he was such like so not dramatic about things and he would always just be like came in second again right came in second like he didn't make it he's he's great yeah and of course this season did have one of my all-time favorite 
contestants <gasps> in Elena. Elena? Um, uh, yes. Weird Halloween lady. Oh, she's so great. She was I miss her. wonderful. Um, what was the outfit she wore to the final? She, like, had, like... <laughs> like roses and like uh, bat earrings or something. Uh, I want to. I want to know her in real life. She seems like so much fun. Yeah. She used to live in Vegas. Oh, to, yeah. That makes sense. I, yeah. I see. I see that. <laughs> uh, that that adds up to me. So I mean, I I think that you know Steph probably should have won, but I see why. It sucks that she like nailed it week after week after week, and then had one bad week, and it happened yeah. to be the last week. <laughs> I know that sucks. Yeah. So Paul was so nice to her though. I just you can tell Paul is just so happy that Mary Berry is gone. Yeah, it's And true. I don't think he liked Mel and Sue either. He seems so he's in such a better mood. It's true. It's true. It's like remarkable. Yeah, it's it's definitely It almost makes me like I don't think I could ever watch like the early seasons again because Paul would just seem like such a grumpy pants. Yeah, I think it's more fun that he's less grumpy. Yeah, I just, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like the vibe change, you know, with Noel and and Sandy. I think they're wrong, too. Like, you're just, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear a word against Noel and Sandy because they're both precious. Both precious angels. Um, I do need to interrupt. I want to bring us a piece of absolutely breaking news that appears to have been posted at uh, about three hours ago. But, um... (laughs) And so, like, many hours for our listeners. I'm going to read you a headline here. Yeah, at least 48 hours for our listeners. Um, (laughs) I'm going to read you a headline from The Hollywood Reporter, hollywoodreporter.com. Darcy Carden to star with Abby Jacobson in League of Their Own series at Amazon. What? Those are all words that appeared together in one sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Darcy Carden, Abby Jacobson... League of Their Own series. <laughs> this? I'm injected yeah. into my veins. <laughs> this is like, this is how I felt a week ago when I found out about the HBO new Perry Mason with Matthew <laughs> yes. Reese. Yes. Yes. I was in my office oh, when picture. I saw that tweet and I stood up and I was like, oh. The picture of him in standing in the rainy, oh dark God. alley or whatever. This is great great news when does that come out um it says we're pretty early in the process it sounds like it's been ordered to pilot the good place actress darcy carden is in talks to star in the pilot opposite broad cities to abby jacobson who is also they they haven't even done writing and producing no not at all this is still a concept but it's enough of a concept um that you know know, they put out this publicity so you know it's I inject it into my veins. I love it. Oh my god. Love it. Um That's so good. Yeah. I'm oh my tr- god, I hope Tom Hanks makes a guest appearance. I yeah. And Gina Davis. He probably would too. You know? He loves that he shit. He would. I mean he did a Carly Rae That's what I was just thinking. I'm like <laughs> Yeah, music. I'm like, what can't you get that guy to do? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, apparently there was a 1993 CBS sitcom based on the no. show as well. Yeah, that lasted just three episodes before being pulled. <laughs> oh, my three episodes? Yeah. Is so bad. It's pretty bad, especially for like the early 90s when they'd air, you know, like 20 episodes of a show that, you know. Like... I don't know, though. Wait, don't you remember like shows? Wasn't there that show where there was like a jungle in the backyard that only had like two episodes? 
Um, are you talking? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like a show that was on like in the 90s? Yeah. Like, it had a jungle in the backyard. It was like a show. Had a jungle in the backyard. I don't know. That's how I remember it. It's like a jungle in the backyard. Huh. You're going to have to look this one up. You're going to have to look this up. Yes. This is not. The Mighty Jungle. The Mighty Jungle. Mighty Jungle. Oh, my God. I do not. Oh, my God. I can't believe I, I Googled 90s TV show Jungle When did backyard. it air? When did it air? Uh, it ran on the Family Channel during the 1994. It starred Francis Guinan as Dan Winfield, a family man who is the only one who knows that the animals in his backyard zoo can speak. Voices wow, included Tony Danza and Delta Burke. Wow. You found a deep cut here. I've never heard of this. <laughs> oh, is this the show I'm thinking? On the Family Channel. I mean, I don't know what else it could possibly oh, be if you're not thinking not of that. be the show I'm thinking of. Yeah, would you have been watching the Family Channel? This is not... I don't think, I don't think my family had the Family Channel. It would have been like on cable. That, in 94. Yeah. But I don't... Maybe you it's, saw a rerun of it later. So, although if it only it lasted seems like, like more two, of a kid show. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking of like a. Are you thinking of the show where the guy had the bar in the backyard? <laughs> that was you mean Abby's? Yes, the woman. The woman had the bar in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> that show not, was just like, is this a joke? Not what you're those thinking commercials for it. I felt so bad for everyone in the show. I'm like, did they did they know what they were doing? Yeah, here? that was extremely. It looked very terrible. All right, all right. We got to move on to Sorry, Bojack. sorry for that divergence, but that Yeah. Yes. All right. Um anyway, everyone look out for the series based on a league of their own in like 2022 or something. But I'm very excited about that. Darcy Carden. Ugh, what a what a gem. Um okay. The reason for the season. Uh the reason for the season. Bojack Horseman. Ugh. It was so good. A I was just sitting on my couch laughing out loud by myself. I don't know why you were by yourself. I don't know. You know, these, like, Bojack. Are you, are you, are you, like, making fun of me for not having friends <laughs> to watch Bojack Horseman You do with? have roommates. <laughs> yeah, watch Bojack Horseman with me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of a, um, it's sort of a solitary show. I will give it that, you know. It's not. Yeah, really I don't think like, it's not like a show I'm going to be like. Let's all, yeah. Let's all Bojack sit down party. and watch BoJack. <laughs> oh, speaking the most of, depressing show. I need to tell. We need to talk. Okay, no, we will return to that. Um, BoJack. <laughs> okay, BoJack. So this is the first half of the last season of BoJack. The rest of the episodes are airing in January. I kind of appreciate them doing it split. Me too. So that's because I'm one of those non binging um evangelists but well and i mean now this way we get more episodes the season is usually you get more 12 and you can sit with them though yeah like, and the season we're gonna get 16 i feel like this was a really the this was a great way to end the first half too we can talk about the last episode of this batch but devastating um, yeah yeah but the show is i mean so you were kind of saying you know like why watch shows about men um and i yeah I think we can both agree on that. Um, but this one's about a horse. This one's about a horse. Yeah, this is a male horse, but uh, a horse. You, I don't know if you picked up on that yeah. in the past six years, right? But Bojack. But Bojack is a, a horse. horse. It's kind of a weird universe, Sarah. Yeah, it is. I mean, this season. So at the end of last season, Bojack went to rehab. 
Um, and at the beginning of the season, he's still pretty resistant to the whole idea, but comes around pretty quickly. It's not like he's like in rehab for like the first four episodes, like trying to, you know, wrestle by halfway through the first episode. We're like, he's, you know, he's doing rehab. Um, so, you know, Bojack does rehab and then gets out of rehab and then actually, makes in it you know he actually makes changes in his life um yeah he's sober like he's actually sober. he's actually sober um and he 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 avoids a lot of i guess you could call them temptations um although still fucking up uh massively along the way like uh getting one of his rehab counselors that was a pure accident, though. Drunk. I don't read that as just, like, typical Bojack. That's more just, like... Yeah. Like, that, obviously... It was an accident. It was an accident, but... I feel I feel really weird making this argument. It's a, it's a cartoon. Car- but he did have alcohol <laughs> in rehab, you know, like, which is, you know, not not supposed to have the... Yeah. The no. vodka there. Yeah. Um, but... But he's, oh, we need to mention that it's Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson uh, so, playing his, God, I love him so his much. horse therapist um, oh, in so rehab. Good. So, so good. Some really um, excellent guest stars this season. Um, the Some really wonderful uh, supporting plot lines. Um, Princess Carolyn, so good. The Princess Caroline episode. Um, yes. Um where it's all about women who have it all. They do this really wonderful, like, I guess you'd, I, 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 animation? I, I, it seems that's too simple of a way to put it, but they have as a way to visualize mm-hmm. this idea of all these just different competing responsibilities and stresses on her. Um, you know, she's trying to, like, run her company. She has her job. She's being pulled in to do this have it all ball by <laughs> Vanessa Gecko and she has also a baby and she's worried she's a bad mother and her nanny quit and you know so she they have her have like there's it looks like ghosts kind of walking around doing all the things that are occupying space in her brain Princess Carolyn, why am I not looking at your pretty kitty face at my photo shoot so I can decide later which parts to retouch? I don't think I can make it, Amanda. Too bad. Vanessa Gecko's here. Gecko? Well, that's fine if Vanessa needs to get the word out about her struggling business, but I'm too busy doing it all to pose for a photo of women who do it all. Well, sure, I know that and you know that, but does the industry? I've got two words for you. Karen Katata. The creator of Med School Nights? Karen Katata created the number one show on network television and its spin-off, Med School Nights The Day Shift. Everyone wanted to work with her. Everyone! She had more overall deal offers than an Oshkosh Bigosh outlet. Then a baby fell out of her. Well, that she took three weeks off. Three weeks. And when she came back, tumbleweeds, crickets. And those are just two of the projects she wasn't offered because the studios were dubious about her priorities. Do you have the right priorities? Of course I do. Then prove it. Leave your work and get your picture taken from my magazine. If not for you, do it for Karen Katana. Such an amazing such way of, yeah, of conveying that. I thought... Yeah. It was, I mean, I'm a sucker for a Princess Carolyn episode. Um, last season's yeah. where we get the, the flashback oh, to her childhood so with David, David Sedaris. And then, and then the Ruthie. Yes, the mom. Um, That's so great. <laughs> and then the Ruthie, uh, the Ruthie um, episode the, the year before that, where we kind of get the future 
vision of her great grandchild remembering the worst day of Princess Carolyn's life. I mean, I'm just like a total sucker for Princess Carolyn. So this one was really good. And I love um, how then we even get Todd kind of finding his purpose in being a nanny. Todd is so wonderful. I know. I got it. The the whole like where he has the person answer the phone with, um, what if Todd was one of us? I like I deposit. I was like, that is too funny, and I like rewound it just so I could watch her say, "What if Todd was one of us?" <laughs> it's so good. The evolution of Todd generally has been a real success because Todd was like, it's one of those things that by the second season you're like, this is gonna, this character is like gonna run out of jokes and steam. It's just yeah. not. It's the same gag over and over and over again where he's an idiot. Yeah. Um, but you know, really evolving him into, you know, last season he becomes the president of this company and everything. And then him really kind of like finding his actual purpose in life in this season and, and starting his, um, I love starting his, uh, dating app for asexual, uh, oriented people is, is also, is both like funny and, uh, and really sweet. (laughs) And you're like really proud of Todd. Um, I, know, I was proud of Todd this season. Yeah, me totally, absolutely. Um, I also just like like loved his um, his little plot with Jorge Chavez, his stepfather. It's like, yes, yes, that was, was a so good episode. Funny. I'm usually, even though I'm really happy with the evolution of Todd, I'm usually not a fan of like Todd centric episodes. That was um, a fun one, but that was a really fun one. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that was and learning a little bit about his history with his mom who you know which i like that it didn't patch things up at the end you know no yeah, he, and, yeah. he and his mom don't have a good relationship yeah um, he's clearly like pig-headed but you also see his point and he also is still generous and he clearly loves her it's good yeah it's really good it's it's exactly what you would expect from yeah. bojack which is you know having some actual nuance to the situation and not just playing it for laughs or for having some kind of satisfying resolution. Right. And that's something I feel like this show does well, which, you know, I I know last time we talked about BoJack, I've mentioned this about how, so obviously, and this is no, you know, secret that I really just don't, I'm not interested in shows about male anti-heroes um, mm-hmm. for, you know, it's just a million reasons. One, they're boring. Two, we've just, that's just so tired and played out. And BoJack, that is his thing, right? He's an anti-hero. And what this show does really well is like, paint a full picture of it I feel like no other show can touch on like what it's like you know it it definitely evolved from the first season right Mm -hmm. and it became a show much more about depression and addiction and mental health struggles and things like that and it does that at the same time that it is critiquing society so like it's not it's not convenient that the main character is a man it's central to Mm-hmm. The show's identity totally. and they do that so well by talking about the female characters and other ancillary characters that are affected by Bojack's like harmful actions and they give them like very rich lives um, and it's it becomes much more broad in its scope about mm-hmm. what it's trying to say it's less about like the human condition of one person and more just like Look how how we affect each other and look how some people are more vulnerable to that than others because of maybe their gender or maybe their race, like all this. It's does that so well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I really couldn't agree more. I mean, this is like centrally a show about a man who has been given too much, (laughs) too much money, uh, not enough responsibility, um, has just had everything come to him and has spent 30 years. And just a sense of entitlement. The sense of entitlement has spent 30 years um, doing whatever the fuck he wants because he feels like doing it, sleeping with people that, you know, are clearly um you know like where there's sleeping with people there's a power imbalance and not giving a shit you know or not caring that it's like in the ways that that it's gonna fuck up their either personal lives or careers or both and knowing that he's gonna be just fine no matter what um and you know it's like Right, and then and then not just focusing on the bad things he's doing, but then what happens to those people afterwards. And that's the whole final episode of the season, which is so well done. Doesn't feature Bojack at all. Um, or Diane. Or, or Diane. Princess Carolyn. <laughs> no, none of the cast. None of the main cast is or in Todd, this episode yeah. at all. And it's just about the fallout of of different um and I actually went back and I watched because I couldn't especially the um Kelsey the director I couldn't really remember exactly her storylines from season two um and I didn't really remember exactly how that what had happened there um uh but of course the um the other the other uh character that that episode focused around the woman who um uh who Bojack you know was sleeping with and then you know strangled and then uh you know they had this whole horrible thing that was just last season but the whole thing with with kelsey the director was yeah that she was the director of secretariat um and and that he convinced her to break into the nixon library and film this scene that he wanted to do for the movie right and then she got fired off of the movie um and so then that's how she's like wound up in this purgatory just directing like spawn con um and her whole career is like she's lost years of her career um you know as a result and bojack just kind of like you know he got to put his movie out and every you know nothing happened he also broke into the nixon museum and it was his idea um but you know he's the star of the movie so get rid of her um and so yeah just about the people he's heard and then of course at the very end refocusing the story on hollyhock who's the person that bojack cares about more than anyone in the whole world um and the only person you know i think that he really cares about his you know his like image in in her eyes and Mm -hmm. uh and her finding out now about the um whole incident where bojack got uh i i did not remember the character at all uh pete um that that oh, comes yeah, I back fully in. Had to look it up. Yeah, and I actually went back and watched that episode too, where Bojack goes out to New Mexico to reunite with his old friend, whose uh, daughter he winds up hooking up with. Seventeen-year-old daughter he winds up hooking up with after he gets her friends drunk. And abandons them at the ER. At the ER, yeah. I mean, it's like the most fucked up thing Bojack does in the whole course of the show, basically. For sure. And um, Hollyhock's going to find out about it. And I think they had really been building, oh my God, I loved the aspect of this episode with the two reporters from like... Um, like, that was so great. As someone who's one of my top 10 favorite movies is definitely His Girl Friday, which 
They have a reference to in like an earlier episode where they have a poster for his Squirrel Friday, <laughs> and it's Rosalind um, Rust Squirrel. But I was like, this is so great, and that they kept it going the whole episode. Was oh my so god, good. they the writing. I when I when that the writing that, was so good. I was like, Amanda's gonna love this. That was so good. It was so, it was good. so good. The, the like, yeah, these two reporters like just for absolutely no reason at all have jumped out of like the 1930s, like. Oh. And, and just are in a modern newsroom where everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Um, yeah, who are, are trying to um, dig up this story uh, of, of how Sarah Lynn died and that um, getting close to the, the, the um, fact that Bojack was with her when she OD'd, um, and, which no one knows. And so they're kind of building towards that being the end the big yeah. blow at the end of the at the end of the season, and like instead, like other personal stuff is going to come up on the way, right? But then instead, the big blow at the end is this like much more personal, yeah. um, you know, that probably no one will ever really find out, even you know, other than Holly, you know, it's not like this is probably going to be like big news. This you know, this thing with the kids, like it probably really won't go beyond Hollyhock, but she's probably never going to look at him the same way again. Um, yeah, I and will say like. Oh, go ahead. No, no, keep going. Keep going. Well, I was just going to say, like, I think a, a theme of this season has very much been about blame. Mm-hmm. And, like, and that's something you see Bojack kind of wrestle with in rehab about, like, who who is responsible for his addiction? Who is responsible for mm-hmm. his bad behavior? He, like, he does ultimately accept that it was him, right? And he, like, mm-hmm. there's so many flashbacks and, like, the, the motif is this this bottle, this water bottle of vodka. And... Like, you know, like it be you see Sarah Lynn finding his in the dressing room and then him him blaming Sharona, the hairdresser, for it. And like and that's this idea that that spiraled Sarah Lynn into her own like substance issues. And then you see a flashback to him as a kid drinking some of his dad's booze or like his mom's booze while his parents are passed out. And you get the sense that like, oh, other people like put this in your way, like you had like, don't beat yourself up. Like, this was given to you. But also, at the same time, you did this to other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing in the second half of the season. Because right now, you we've watched, like, two episodes where Bojack is actually, like, being... He's sober. He's being a good friend. He was supportive to whatever Sam Richardson's horse character was. And to Diane. And, like, he's he's seems to be having some level of maturity about it and like he's about to have like the biggest reckoning ever and it's going to come at a time when he is trying to be honest with himself and I think it's going to be a really interesting second half of the season. I'm very excited. Um yeah. I but I'm also just going to be bracing myself to be just devastated at the end. I mean, I was reading a great piece in Time that's like Bojack is definitely the most important animated series to debut since the simpsons um and i could not agree more i mean i don't have an argument against that Uh, i just and i mean i feel like i watch a decent amount of animated stuff but i mean i just and and bojack lost the emmy this year to the simpsons which is in its like 40th season it's so weird it's so dumb i know like i mean the simpsons is not it's just bojack what bojack is doing is just 
just on another on another level i think for you know for any kind of show not just for an animated show but yeah um i also want to talk briefly about diane's storyline because it fucked me up yeah it was good um i like all the chicago references like when they get out like they've got to get the security guard out and they're like we saw someone putting ketchup (laughs) on a hot dog and he's like not in my town Yeah, I loved Bojack's interpretation of Chicago. And yeah. I mean, I love that Diane like, figures out what she actually needs for herself. You know, she yeah. moves to Chicago. She meets this guy, Guy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> who was, um, you know, really up to her standards. And, Voiced by Lakeith Stanfield, right? Uh, and really done really well. Yeah. Yeah great yeah a great voice performance from Lakeith Stanfield um and then you know really being hesitant to take these antidepressants because she thinks it's going to change the way she works and then you know giving into it and being so happy when he comes back at the end and she's clearly started taking them and I'm just really happy for the way her her storyline has has gone this season too I'm really happy for Diane yeah Uh, I only want good things for Diane um all right anything i'm we're just really excited cannot wait for second half of the season but also sort of dreading it we'll have we'll have more to say we will definitely come back to bojack in Um, january but yes but since we know there's more we should probably you know just move on what are you going to be what are you going to be watching this week actually Um, no let's do not watching first what are you going to not watch sarah not watching uh, anything on Apple Plus, which is now yeah, yeah, it's, yeah officially well, a thing. That's just going to be a given. <laughs> Apple Plus costs $5 a month, and there's like one show. There's like two shows on it right now <laughs> or something. I don't know. I it's feel like, like the only thing I'm less likely to get is Facebook. Uh, if Facebook were to like ask me to pay. Pay for something. Yeah. Yeah. Or Disney. Um, Disney honestly, I don't even, you know, if you got like a, a iPhone or something within the last couple of months or like an Apple product, you get it for free for a year. And honestly, even if I had it for free, I'm not sure I've seen anything. I mean, there is the the uh, Emily Dickinson show that also involves um, uh, John Mulaney playing. Uh, yeah, he's playing... Who is he playing? He's playing like Thoreau. <laughs> I think, hell? yeah, I think that he's playing um, Henry David Thoreau. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is true. You That's should weird. Google image John Mulaney Thoreau. That's because, Thoreau. yeah. See. John Mulaney Thoreau. You should, and then image that. Because there's. It's interesting. Well, I just see, I just see a side by side. Wait, is ah. there one of him in costume? Yes, totally. He's like wearing a, a stovepipe hat and he's shirtless. Um, I'm not seeing any. Photos. He's also got Wait. a massive beard. All right, it's definitely. I I, I saw it um, in a uh, couple of reviews of of this show. It's like kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like a zoomer take on like. Emily Dickinson, like I, 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 something like that. Um, huh. Weird. Um, ah, you're right. When you Google image it, you're not coming I can't up find with anything. Any photos. All right, I'm gonna find it. Well, I'll I'll fill you in. But it uh, it's interesting. 
He's got a big bushy beard. He's supposed to be like a sexual Henry David Thoreau, I think. It's weird. The Dickinson show is like, yeah, it's Things, like when I think of sexual, girl. I don't think of John Mulaney or Thoreau. <laughs> you wouldn't be the only one. <laughs> yeah. Nope. True. Uh, but yeah, it's like Dickinson is like Gossip Girl does Emily Dickinson. I don't know. Um, oh, there's God, also Emily Dickinson would hate that. So I know. <laughs> there's also the morning show, which is the show that's like uh, about a morning show starring like Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, yeah. like pitting them against each other. I just don't care about any of those. So even if I got it for free, I can't imagine watching any of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So de- that's a definite not watching. Also, I learned the other day that there's a Mad About You revival. <laughs> so weird. Which is a show that I definitely watched <laughs> in the 90s. I just don't get who was asking for a freaking I had reboot. A co- I had a copy of Paul Reiser's Couplehood book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. And he wrote another one called Fatherhood, I think. <laughs> uh, Paul Reiser. A true... Uh, just a you know a real thinker for our times um (laughs) yeah i don't yeah sure i like helen hunt i mean helen hunt's great because of twister but helen hunt's talents are wasted in a reboot of mad about you they probably just got bananas money to do this um i'm sure because she hasn't been doing anything else she hasn't she hasn't yeah she doesn't like uh yeah so she probably lure her out of retirement to star in this reboot on the spectrum channel whatever the yeah. hell that is <laughs> yeah that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a no from that's a no from me dog nope nope it's a no from me. what are you not watching um you know i just gotta say i'm not watching Stumptown. <laughs> i've actually heard that i keep Stumptown getting ads for it on hulu and i'm just like maybe if i say it on the podcast no they'll stop advertising to me. <laughs> i've actually heard it's pretty good I'm not going to watch it. No, neither am I. And you can hold me to that. Yeah. No, I'm not going to watch it either. I, I also saw some massive billboards for it when I was in um, when so I was in L.A. a few happen. weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to happen. What are, what are you going to watch? Um, Need to catch up on The Good Place. Yeah, it's good. I started the season. I think I watched three of them. So I'm a couple behind. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I like it. Um, I, I really, I definitely like it. Liked uh, liked it so far, um, and uh, I Rick and Morty is coming back next week after a long. <laughs> you know, it's like I hate myself for loving Rick and Morty. You can't help that the fans are. <sighs> I know. Terrible. I'm like, that's not my fault. Did you see that? Am I the asshole? Um, no. They tweeted out the other day about. The guy, so this guy writes in, so Reddit has this, you know, uh, subreddit called Am I the Asshole, A-I-T-A. People write in, they're like, someone said I was an asshole because I did X, Y, and Z. Like, am I? And then everyone responds with, yeah, you are, usually. Yeah. Or, if or it's no, like, you're not. But or, yeah, yeah, if it's a dude, yes, they're always the asshole. Mm-hmm. If it's a woman, she's like... I told my boyfriend I didn't want to have sex because I, like, was experiencing severe pain. Right, I had, like, a migraine. Am I the asshole? Like, and everyone's like, no, honey, you're not. Um, Yeah, though, this one was, like, this guy was like, I decided to throw a Rick and Morty party in my dorm room because I have the biggest and the best TV on my dorm room floor. But, like, there's only so much room I can have. Like, I, I can't have that many people. So I decided to, like control the amount of people coming I would have a quiz 
And so I made the oh quiz God. really hard for guys, like, and then wanted to have a good gender balance. So, like, girls got a slightly easier quiz, and then, like, really hot girls got a super easy quiz because oh, I wanted them to come. Oh, no. And he's like, and then only two people, like, took the quiz. And so then when I asked everybody about it, like, why aren't you taking the quiz? Everyone just called me an asshole. <laughs> and he's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to limit the number of people in the room. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh dude, you're just like, you're God. not going to have any friends in college. I hope. I, it's like, this is the kind of person who is a fucking Rick and Morty fan. And I Like, of don't... course he was Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he couldn't have been, couldn't have been his stump town That's why it's like, kind of throwing. like, this must be a fake account. But, like, it's so funny, though. I mean, you'd think so, but I've spent but, a lot of time. But honestly, maybe not, yeah. <laughs> I do not know, man. I, but, I mean, you know what? Rick and Morty is a funny-ass show. Like, that's the thing. So it, it takes them, like, three years to produce five episodes for some reason at this point. Um, and so it's, like, Dan it's been... Dan Harmon is too busy apologizing. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's done for now. You can, might, you can maybe <laughs> come up with some more stuff to apologize for um, in a couple of years. But, like, I just don't... It's It's wild. It takes them... I don't know how they have a profitable show, honestly. But um, so I'm, I'm like, you know, don't hate me, but I'm excited about that. Um, I won't. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? I'm gonna watch um, the new Dublin Murders show that's coming out on Stars. It's like a British show. <laughs> I forget what channel in the the in the UK. I think it's UK, not Irish. But it's based on these novels that. I've read um, by Tana French, the Dublin mm. um, Murder Squad books, and they're so good. Like, these are not just, like, stupid murder mysteries. These are actually, like, incredibly beautiful novels. Um, so I highly recommend them. But they're making the first... They're doing a series based on the first book. Um, and it's it looks good. And it features... One of the actors in it is um, the guy who plays uh, Mr. Moon from Moon Boy, that Chris O'Dowd... Mm. show that I love so um, Liam Moon um, he's kind of a hot dad in the show but I don't think he's a hot dad in this I think that we need to create like the Amanda um, mystery show like name generator (laughs) where it'll like generate a place or a person and the word mystery or the word murder (laughs) this one little bit like so this one this is this is like boy you cried wolf situation almost like i watched so much just like basic murder crap you know just like that when a good one comes along i'm like yeah yeah dublin murder this is actually like prestige (laughs) television but this is gonna be really good and like the same with the books like they're really good books they're beautiful like it's not really just like a whodunit it's like it's much more introspective and wonderful and like um doesn't ever end the way you think it's going to Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm excited. <laughs> it's on stars. So I have no idea how I'm going to watch it, but I'll mm. figure out a way. You should. It could be. Um, it could be one of those things that, like, the best way to do it is like buying episodes on iTunes or something like that. You know, like yeah. Probably... Well, and if I want to watch them as it comes out, maybe I'll do like just pay for the stars thing for like oh yeah, two do like a trial. Yeah. I don't know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Sounds like out. a real event. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's on that's on tap for me. So Alright. Well, I think that's it for us this week then. I think that is it. Covered a lot of shows this week. 
Yeah, it's been a while since we talked. Yeah, we covered a lot. We had to talk about all the shows we were meant on. I know. <laughs> we, yeah. we had to talk for half an hour about shows that we didn't like. <laughs> yeah, well, just we wanted to prepare you all. Yeah, for then leading just, up to the shows yeah. that we that we Yeah, love. service. Yeah. So, anyway, well, I will talk to you next time, Sarah. All right. Bye, Amanda. Bye. Good night.